episode 139. My name is Dave Hunt, and I'm joined by Michael Swick. How's it going, Dave? We're a little, little worried about the the internet right now. Uh, it wasn't working yeah. too well. But... Hashtag Dave needs a new PC. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to start like a fundraiser for, for Dave to get into 2015 with... Uh, computer spec wise i think i bought this computer in 2015 that's i, I that's why i said it i'm pretty sure it's 2015 2016 the only thing my streaming rig has that's like good is i it still has an i7 um so like it, that in terms of performance and that's the only thing it does is stream like i don't yeah. use it to do anything else so it's literally like a streaming box <laughs> so, but yeah it's, it's, I, I would I would love an all-in-one like that could run. I don't even need like you know you, you know me pretty well. I don't even need like super high-end like um like 4K 120 no, frames. No, like it's... I'd just be happy with like 60 frames, maybe maybe 90 frames, like 1080p, like solid you yeah. know 1440 at the most. Or something. I, I I have a you know 1060. My my computer is from 2016, 20 no my computer is yeah. from 2017, 2018. I have a 1060. Perfectly capable of 1080p, 60 frames gaming. Yeah. Uh, so I, you would be perfect in that range. Yeah. Uh, though if we go crazier, we we could. But I just wanted to stream and play. Like that's what I wanted. Yeah, to do. Yeah, So that's, that's where it, like yeah. I'd have to probably go to like an i9. I think. Or well, no, no, or not i9. Or... You you mean uh, graphics card? Because you're you're, you're well, fun with the processing i7. power too, though. Uh, you don't like i7's pretty good for for that. You don't yeah. want. Like you're good. What what your bottleneck right now is graphics card, probably RAM, because um, I know you were limited to how much RAM you could put in that machine when we were looking at upgrading it. Um, Are you talking about my gaming PC or my streaming PC? The streaming PC. Okay, like, yeah, like, yeah. Because I know you did some upgrades to it, but like you probably right, right now need RAM <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you don't need i nine. You you need RAM and a graphics card because uh, yeah. I think you're running the stock graphics card on that streaming pc oh yeah I, I i bet you there's like yeah it's it, it's it's intel like, graphics card yeah. like, it's nothing yeah nothing this crazy. Is, yeah this is this is like this graphic card can fit in the palm of my hand yeah yeah so <laughs> you need all graphics card basically in order to get yeah. you right and the problem i ran into originally was finding a graphics card that can fit in this thing that's just the problem because it's, yeah because yeah, you were just, just because it, this one. is kind of like the same like i don't even know uh I don't even like the same like thing that you would see like sitting next to somebody's monitor like in a cubicle office. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're thing, computer. There's a reason you're using two computers, one to play on and one to stream. Yeah, uh, the weak one so. is doing the streaming. So, yeah. I, before recording, I was like, Dave just needs an upgrade. Doesn't matter how big of an upgrade. Just like anything <laughs> he buys today would be a significant upgrade over what he's using now yeah. so we'll, we'll work on that for functionality i would love to love to have one box that i could stream and play games on and you know like that i have to worry about as much that's, but that's what i have but i just don't yeah, stream I'm still i'm still making it work yeah, yeah. you don't stream so. yeah <laughs> still making it work so all right obviously we are digital days gaming we are a weekly podcast that posts every thursday morning at 6 a.m uh many of you maybe based on some download figures uh really like josh obviously and we would love to have him on on a more regular basis and we have asked uh but if you are if you listened last week and you're giving us another chance this week thank you for being here uh please consider subscribing so that you automatically get updated when the show goes live uh as well as following us on the social networks whether it's twitch and twitter join the facebook group if you use facebook um michael recently decided to start having people fight and did a warhawk starhawk uh <laughs> ps3 youtube short tiktok thing um so we kind of trying to get back going on some of that stuff 
but all those are linked in the show notes, and you can definitely check that out. Uh, we do stream the show uh, typically on Monday nights, uh, twitch.tv slash digitaldaysgaming, where you can follow there. That's free. Uh, if you have Twitch Prime or, or Amazon Prime, you can merge it with Twitch and get something called Prime Gaming. Last week, they were giving away a ton of stuff, like Mass Effect was free for the day, some other games, some EA, like Hot Pursuit, Need for Speeds. I don't know. Like There was at least six or eight games that were for free for like the Prime days. Um, so if, if you link those together, that you get a bunch of cool um, additions and bonuses, as well as you can uh, subscribe to a Twitch streamer of your choice. Hopefully, that's us, um, and, or just give it to somebody. Uh, even And you do have to keep checking it. So we get, you know, highs and lows. Uh, obviously, when I, when I, because Michael doesn't lately, but when I stream on a more regular basis, we do get the subs, you know, when people are putzing on their phone. So, uh, but if you're listening to the podcast and you have subbed to us on Twitch before, just open the Twitch app really quick, click on us, click sub, click use Prime, and go. If it's your first time, you do have to think do it on a, on a computer. Uh, but if it's past your first time, just open the app and do it on your phone. It's super easy. Yeah. So, and again, doesn't always have to be us. I would love it to be us, but find somebody. Don't let Amazon keep a free two dollars and fifty cents. They don't need any more dollars. Yeah. So. Just just use it. Give it away. Yep. So, all right, uh, we're gonna jump into some of the news. Yeah, I, I had a look at how I organize things uh, <laughs> today, very haphazardly on my lunch break. All right. Uh, so, some updates on the acquisitions. So, last week, PlayStation announced that they have closed their deal with Haven. They have closed their deal with Bungie making them official part of the PlayStation Studios, or in Bungie's case, <laughs> adjacent to the PlayStation Studios. Yeah. They get their own little box that they, they get to live yeah. in. Uh, so those deals are official. Um, and then Microsoft uh, apparently should be approved by the FTC within the next month. So Microsoft's lawyers triggered what's basically a 30-day window where if there's any challenges or additions that need to be done to the deal... They have 30 days to agree to them. Uh, and that's basically everything's already been agreed to. This is just a formality, but this will basically mean FTC approval, 30 days pass, and then it's a done deal. Yeah. Activision Blizzard will be a part of Microsoft. This is like the last chance for like a couple of their marquee stockholders to pitch a fit. Basically, <laughs> so, yeah. Just, just to try yeah. and squeeze just a little bit more money out of it. Uh, but again, everything's yeah. already been agreed to. Unless the yeah. FTC is like, hey, we'll approve this if you meet the, this, this, and this condition. This is what now will happen. So that's a a done deal. Um, so we can, you know, uh, in a case like PlayStation where they specifically said, like, we are not done making deals. They were probably mm-hmm. waiting for the Bungie deal to close so yeah. they can then do more. And we'll talk about that in the next news story because they did make a smaller acquisition. <laughs> uh, but we'll see the floodgates open again on acquisitions. Yeah. I think it's just the, the the point of emphasis is that the longer this has gone on now, this has like been six months, seven months since the Bungie acquisition was announced. Um, just the like you had mentioned, like the if you look at like the Haven acquisition and uh, the um, Housemark acquisition and etc. over the over the last you know year or so, it's like you are part of the PlayStation family and like the stuff I'm seeing and everybody knows that I follow Destiny and I follow t- uh, Bungie fairly heavily on twitter um it's more or less bungie's always like our partnership with sony our partnering with sony mm-hmm. like it, there there is playstation conversation in there but i feel like it's more sony than it is playstation but it's being put under the playstation umbrella because it's video games 
Yeah, yeah, and and there's play, Sony knows where they get their money, so that's why they just put everything under the PlayStation umbrella that makes the money, right. and it just happens to be video games. But like my point is like Bungie keeps saying Sony, so it's like, and and the thing is like they they even they had to reiterate again because people like as they said, hey, the deal's done. Everybody's like, oh, can't wait for exclusive Destiny content. They're like, stop it, mm-hmm. like no. Like, oh yeah, I, I saw know? like the same Twitter <laughs> rumor mongers being like, oh, yeah. the next Kill Zone's coming from Bungie. It's just like no. <laughs> <laughs> Bungie will do what Bungie does. They're not going to it's, interfere. Yeah, with it's going to be a completely different story. We we really won't know the 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 true power that Sony holds over Bungie until, like I said months ago, Bungie comes to Sony and says, "Hey, we need some cash." Yeah, and like, and the next game Bungie is making is already years in development. So like, yeah. it's going to be the game after the next Bungie game, right? Before the mobile the, and and we found out like a month ago the mobile game is still a thing. Yeah, the and NetEase. the investment from and then in the investment from NetEase is still a big thing. So yeah. that that didn't go away. And then Matter is, I would say Matter is eighteen months from announcement, mm-hmm. and probably three years, three and a half years from release. Three years yeah. at the mo- at the farthest from release. Um, so. That you know, like they're in a a very you know interesting situation. I, I through the course of a little bit of interaction on Twitter, somebody that follows somebody was like, "Oh, like as soon as Sony makes Bungie give Destiny to somebody else, like yeah, that's not gonna happen." <laughs> Either Destiny's just gonna go away, right? It, it'll go away before Which I don't they think give it, it away will. to someone else. Yeah, yeah, like, I agree with that. Like yeah. they'll they'll stop doing Destiny before they just before they give it to who. <laughs> like who on PlayStation? Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. Santa Monica? Game. I don't know. Like, yeah, you know, so, there's no one you can get that. It'll to definitely safely. stop. And but I don't think they have any intentions of stopping any Destiny content. I mean, they've announced content through 2024, and that supposedly is only ending the first chapter. Um, they don't have to their do studio. a lot of content. They don't have to build an entire right. game. They can just yeah keep the keep, money rolling, keep adding. Yeah, and then they're expanding rapidly, like opening up a new studio in Amsterdam, like doubling or tripling the size of their Bellevue studio, and they're like, I don't even know what the rules are because it's, I'm sure it's a Washington State rule, but they're available. You're available to work remotely for Bungie in like 19 out of 50 states. Like yeah, you have to have, have residency in certain states. Yeah. Um, like I couldn't work for Bungie remotely from Michigan. You could from Illinois, as yeah. an example. Yeah. So. Well, it's it's one of those things where it's like I don't think Destiny is going to grow any bigger, but the people that are invested in it have a mm-hmm. cash flow that is very much suitable to like sustain Bungie for years. A, I to guess come. it really depends on what your definition of growth is, and I feel like uh, if we ever looked at a ch- at a chart for Destiny, you just see high peaks and and no and, high and peaks. The, but you, I'm saying like it, yeah. tomorrow, Bungie's not going to be like Destiny's the new Fortnite. Like that's never going right. to happen. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But yeah. they'll grow. You know, couple thousand every, every year. Every February they'll shoot up. Yeah. You know, when, whenever their named expansion comes out, because it's like in February now, every three months you'll see them shoot up a little bit as a yeah, new yeah. season launches. And each you know? time they shoot up, they pass a little bit further than the last time they shot up. But it's not going to be right. like this overnight, yeah. like, oh, my they're God. Like the number, like I was looking it up to like they're, they're like the number two MMO tracked MMO player count, which I was assuming League would be ahead of it. Uh, well, they will League being a free to play. Well, I guess Destiny's free to play, but also MOBA yeah. is in an MMO. So uh, right. but it's past warcraft for damn sure because like, <laughs> uh you know it's, i'm assuming that list is final fantasy 14 destiny then warcraft yeah maybe yeah it probably is yeah. 14 yeah so yeah no it's just it's just super interesting it was kind of one of those things where like i started seeing it again and i'm like why are they do i'm like oh it's done done okay yeah yeah it's, it, it's official it's done and now 
I'm sure Bungie after this can go to Sony and being like, okay, once we clear matter, once we clear the Netties thing, let's start building the fundamental things we need for the next thing because what are you what are you expecting from us as an owner what are you what yeah. are the, what is the owner expecting from us as a as a developer yeah here here's an idea we have for the game we'll need this money we can peel the money we make from this project this project and this project into this especially bungie is not a studio that like they can produce a game in two three years like they they right. the scope they go for is a game that you have to talk about five years before you you know actually start mm-hmm. developing for uh and and then I'm sure now PlayStation can go to Bungie and are like, can you send your economy person to for a week over to Naughty Dog? Or can you uh, send your person over to, shit, the MLB team? It's like, they could use some tightening up on something. They, they don't need it. I'm just throwing out an example. Yeah. Well, I, the things that, regardless of whether you like Destiny's gameplay or don't like Destiny's gameplay, is irrelevant. There are things that they do very well. One, they have a, they have a way to... Whatever your player, whatever your player count is or isn't, a continuous login rate, like of regularly logging into the game, whether it's x amount of times every ninety days, x amount every seven, x amount every six months, like whatever it is. And then two, um, aside from some server bottlenecking issues, and I think Michael, you you can attest to this, um, just from the chatter you hear, they don't really have a lot of multiplayer internet or um, server issues. No, not really. They have, like they have stuff like on launch days. Which is the standard, but they usually fix it right. relatively quick. Yeah, uh, but you're not sitting there seeing like some Friday afternoon people complaining. I can't play Destiny for like four days now. Yeah, you yeah, know. and especially like you know, like I was saying, like Destiny doesn't have like a huge high player count, but they can handle those spikes when they do have it. So Bungie mm-hmm. will go from like an okay number to like a gigantic number in a matter of a day or two based on content coming out, and they can hold that stability. Yeah. For so maybe Sony days. Sony can come to them and say, "Hey, can you like tell us not to have PS Plus crash on Christmas Day? That'd be great." And <laughs> Microsoft can't figure that out either. So right, I know. Yeah, so, so. So Bungie aren't wizards. <laughs> no, but in terms of like uh, how to deal with like oh, all of a sudden this many people like hitting the server, like distributing them or pushing them well, around, like they're... when when The Last of Us, if they want The Last of Us multiplayer factions to right. to be big. You probably have Bungie, I've said this a thousand times, kick the tires on that thing mm-hmm. from like a network stability standpoint and also from an economy standpoint. Well, yeah, like or just a presentation like HUD, uh, you know, HUD presentation. I mean, yeah, every and, game's uh, copied Destiny 1. Since right, Destiny a, reward, 1 came out. Pre- a reward presentation of like how the stuff is delivered to you. Yeah. So now, if you can get the guy who did the Kill Zone sound uh, <laughs> for multiplayer with like the Bungie UI people. You, yep. you can make some magic happen with the naughty dog graphic designer yeah <laughs> just com- yeah naughty dog storytelling uh yep. would help actually that'd be perfect you know just trade like some storytellers from naughty dog over to some economists from bungie and <laughs> yep. just like really work on this because it's gonna happen because that's how playstation functions that's how their games are mm-hmm. as amazing as they are is because they do cross pollinate uh, a lot and, and bungie did it too bungie brought blizzard people in for like for diablo like oh, yeah, for their, then, their diablo um, voice for overwatch on, as well like yeah. a bunch of people i believe kind of like looked yeah, at yeah. it and like hey like what did you guys do because like diablo 2 or whatever had a problem and they had to like almost kind of rebuild it and they're like okay like what did you do how did you do it like what what worked what didn't work mm-hmm. and they helped them do that as you know bungie was fixing itself through yeah the end of destiny 1's life cycle into the beginning of destiny 2's life cycle just to fix itself again so yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll be hearing 
more about that stuff soon. It's going to be super you, interesting. Uh, you, the only unfold. question I have for you is, do you think that this acquisition being in limbo for the last six months has... And I and I don't think so, but I'm curious if you do. Like, has maybe kept Bungie quieter than they would have been maybe the last three months? No. About what their next, like, what the next expansion may or may not be called. Like, however close, if matters, if if um this mobile game is ready for announcement, was Sony like, hey, just wait? But, you know, like especially like if they if they were gonna go, if the plan was to go in April or May, and then Sony's like, no, not yet, please. Like, you know. No, I I would imagine just like Activision Blizzard hasn't stopped rolling during the acquisition mm-hmm. time i bungie's got too much of a machine going for them to like actually stop and do anything the only thing that, that might have slowed down is on playstation side again once you get the bungie people on your team to be like yeah. hey let's get them to look at our stuff you probably can't do that during the acquisition time, but bungie can focus right. on their own projects during that time because they know the money's coming they have well, because typically around around this time this is like when we got like the reveal for the witch queen granted it got delayed but you know like this is when they were kind of telling us about and the delays have hurt it because it, like september used to be destiny month and then it became november and then it became february over over time and over delays but typically around this time like bungie day was july 7th like this is when usually you hear a lot of stuff come from bungie or they're announcing like here's the next chapter or here's the you know like and i'm curious to if that you know the 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 acquisition being so close to being completed was like hey let's let's you know like let's put up let's pump the brakes now granted they're not doing a hiring freeze i've seen them advertise for hiring positions for the last couple of months yeah Yeah, they've been aggressive like uh, just seeing how many stuff pops up and like just the promoted section like on twitter uh where it like goes toward to me i'm just like why why? i don't need to know this um yeah i (laughs) i can imagine a little some stuff might have slowed down but i would imagine like anything destiny related they already had a roadmap. Yeah. Uh, for that stuff and then also like you have to account covid uh for it you know yeah, like yeah. they they got the big expansion out this year uh but you know after the big expansion there, there's not much they can really announce outside of right. basic roadmap stuff well and, and plus with the way they're telling the story seasonally now they can't like leak like what's gonna you know they can't announce what's gonna come in february with it when there's still two more seasons of storytelling to go yes yeah, <laughs> so, yeah there, there's only so, so much they they, they, can, they can do uh, but I, I guarantee the next PlayStation press conference or whatever happens, Bungie will probably get a mention. You'll get a Destiny teaser. That's where you're probably going to get a yeah. lot of like little teases. You won't get like yeah, full the, whatever reviews. their September their September showcase is. Like we'll get like a title card or something. So. Yeah, uh, Bungie will still do their own streams to promote their stuff, but now they'll probably get a little bit of feature every year uh, yeah. in the PlayStation stuff. All right, speaking All of right. PlayStation. So sp- uh, PlayStation has acquired Repeat.gg. Uh, so this is a like community tournament platform uh, that allows like just like regular people. It's like outside of like big tournaments uh, to just uh, create tournaments free and paid. Uh, they do Fortnite, Call of Duty, uh, a little bit of everything. Again, it, it, it's pretty open, but PlayStation has acquired them. Uh, they will still do multiple platforms, but the PlayStation acquisition can help them grow as a company and really step up their game. Uh, this kind of isn't the move you'd expect PlayStation to do, but they just acquired a chunk of Evo last year. So this kind of just lines up with PlayStation just kind of diversifying outside of traditional gaming. Like this is them just being like, how can we become a platform 
for tournaments and now they acquired repeat uh which is something i don't really hear people talk about but i knew what it was when this was announced Mm -hmm. well i think it's also more or less like the looking into the future like a lot of people like oh a tournament like you're not gonna you know you're not gonna see evo for a while like in person like no you like not until like 2024 2025 but by then (laughs) yeah well i mean but by then they'll be more ready yeah yeah like it'll be more ready and more anything that they they can do to because it's always been i always felt like with any kind of like evo or street fighter tournaments or any of that stuff like the watchability factor for me personally has always been a challenge like where is it? When is it? Where can I watch it? As much as I watch YouTube on my phone for 8, 10, 12 minutes at a time, like, I don't know if I would want to watch, like, a Street Fighter tournament or a Smash, you know, I don't even know, a Smash Brothers tournament or anything on my phone for an hour, an hour and a half, two hours. So, you know, like, building in these blocks to where it could at least, you know, I don't even know, like, put it on Peacock or put it on, you know. It was on ESPN always- for a while, so. Yeah, yeah. So just like a little bit more accessibility to it, getting into these places where these companies can run these things for you, like helps that. Is yeah. this a huge get? No, but it's a it's a big it's a nice foundational brick for your for the house you're building. Yeah, like uh, currently they boast over like seven million registered participants uh, for this year alone. Uh, this company, uh, and then they have planned like eight thousand competitions throughout you know, this year. So I don't know how many they're mm-hmm. up to right now. Uh, but like it, it, you can see like a foundation for something here to where Sony saw this and we're like 7 million people. And this isn't a household name. That's interesting. Let's see what mm-hmm. happens if we throw some additional money at this and then like tie it into, uh, cause I think they, did they kill like PS4 had a tournament section that just never really took off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe they killed that. Uh, and I don't think that's on the PS5 and the game base, but I can see that coming back with a partnership mm-hmm. with this company they own now to really integrate that and get people in there. Well, and I think linking this with Discord too, mm-hmm. it could be uh, potentially be a, a good thing. Um, and then also maybe using some of their their knowledge and their tech to do something like Injustice did in their King of the Hill or their the Injustice uh, two in game tournament modes. Yeah. Where you could have like eight of eight of your buds in a party chat or whatever, and you could be playing a tournament. And they could watch each other, you know. So like like merging this together, um, and you know like and we keep forgetting and not necessarily forgetting or just not talking about it. Like some of the other like whatever this Haven Studios game is going to be could potentially link with this. Um, the sometimes always Monster Studio that's supposedly making a competitive third person. Yeah, that Sony will shooter. own. Yeah, or Sony owns or has a huge partnership with them. Yeah, um, the only I think PlayStation owns the IP, just not the developers. So like, right. So there's and there's you know supposedly more coming if we're going to get you know ten games as a service from Sony over the next you know eighteen months, tw- you know twenty four months. Um, like those tournaments help if they're if they're if they're on a on an esports style level. So yeah, and we know Nether Realm is for sale right now. You know, uh, so. I feel like these are the moves you make, and then like Sony will get a fir- uh, a fighting game. Yeah. Eventually, I don't know if it's gonna be Nether Realm, but who knows? Maybe PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale gets another uh, another shot. <laughs> but this feels like this is like the moves that Capcom would make. You know, like get a partnership mm-hmm. in Evo, get this competitive video game website to where it's just like, okay, what what is Sony's end game? Is it just to, to yeah. diversify, or will they tie this in? Well, two way multiplayer is- game. 
This is kind of like the PS4 launch all over again when we're like, oh, what's the big deal about them partnering with Call of Duty for Black Ops 4? And then all of a sudden you started seeing the Black Ops 4 tournaments and the PlayStation logo was everywhere. And everybody was playing on PS4. It's like if you were watching those or, you know, if you, you know, and even circling back to the earlier, their partnership with Bungie, like the special edition, you know, PlayStations that were Destiny themed. Like it was all of those things that established them of like, hey, we're here to compete with Xbox. And they're, you know, and, and at this point in time, like their Xbox is trying to compete with them now. But Sony's not backing down on some of the things that continued their success even 10 years ago. Mm hmm. Yeah. Instead of partnering, instead of partnering now, though, they're just doing what Microsoft has been doing and just buying. Yeah, and these are the type of acquisitions that, like, it's going to sound like a slight, but this is the type of acquisition PlayStation can afford. And these are these smaller acquisitions that can build up into something big. So PlayStation's just trying to get ahead of it. It's like, let's get this building block, let's get this building block, and then see what happens. Uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, the next step would be to acquire a studio or make a game that will fit these things that you're building like do i think factions could be something that could fit into it no uh you know nope, like nope, so nope, so nope, nope. at a certain point and and haven sounds more like a creative endeavor than Agreed. a multiplayer thing so it's like unless that ip but that this the supposed thing that uh not to cut you off i'm sorry yeah. the supposed thing that gorilla is working on that they've poached some people from rainbow six like, yeah that's what i was gonna get to be uh, a big yeah. deal yeah, yeah like uh, the it was a deviation studios the sometimes always monsters people no, that's their studio name. Sometimes always monsters. Okay, okay. I thought there was like another fire, studio. Once. Fire, uh, they're making Firewalker. Or, yeah, Firewalk, um, I think, is the studio name. Yeah. yeah. So like there's those partnerships. Are those going to be built around some of this stuff? Like yeah. are like why that's in development? Is PlayStation going to go like, hey, see if you can tie yeah. in with this tournament brand? Uh, right. Yeah, we don't really know what the deviation game is yet. Yeah, I, I that, that's but it's a multiplayer game, I believe, is what they said. Like, it's a games as a service. It has to be. Yeah, so it, it, <laughs> there's like things that like they can start building that foundation and see what happens, or they could just acquire another studio that would be in their like price range, which is why, like you said, Nether Realm. Yeah, who we know is for sale. It's just, do you want to buy them without Mortal Kombat, or do you buy them and license Mortal Kombat? That's the only mm-hmm. sticking point. Uh, and I feel like that's why Netherrealm hasn't been acquired yet, is because you have to negotiate the Mortal Kombat aspect. Because if Netherrealm was you'd just be, coming, you'd be buying you'd be buying more Mortal Kombat than you would be buying Netherrealm. Because like we said before, buying Netherrealm without Mortal Kombat is not terrible. But unless you have something for them to work on immediately, yeah. unless you have IPs that they can work on immediately, it's going to be challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, exactly. And then like their other game is uh, Injustice, so it's like you got to license the DC stuff. And I right. feel like if they were coming as a package deal with Mortal Kombat, they would have been acquired a while ago. EA would have acquired right. them. Ubisoft would acquire them. Take-Two would have acquired them. Like, there, there's enough companies that would have just immediately ate them up but if it, there was it, but it's, like, I don't, I don't get it, though. Like, okay, so who owns Mortal Kombat? Do we know? I'm Warner sorry. Brothers. Warner Brothers. Okay. Yeah. So if they if Warner Brothers loses Nether, Netherrealm, they don't really have somebody else to make Mortal Kombat. But so basically, the way it was presented in the in the news, stories, I, I remember you saying yeah. like, okay, you can buy whatever studios you want, and then here we'll we'll free agent Batman license, we'll free agent the Injustice license, we'll free agent the Mortal yeah, yeah. Kombat and, license and, to you. But they, yeah. they feel like the Mortal Kombat IP is strong enough in terms of merchandise, comic books, movies, TV shows, that they're okay. willing to take the hit on the video game thing, even though that's not a smart long term plan. Because uh, like, would Mortal Kombat? as a movie or TV show matter if no video game has come out for 10, 15 right. years? No, but 
you're dealing with movie executives that now own Mortal Kombat. So it puts it in a weird spot. I forgot that WB owned it. Sorry. Yeah, it's it it sucks, though, because it's basically now Warner Brothers is owned by the Discovery Channel people to where it's just like, oh, great. So they don't know even they're even further removed from everything else. Dora the Explorer Combat. That's Paramount. Uh, <laughs> uh, God, I hate that I know like where things are. What company owns which brand? Uh, it kind of matters now, though, when you're like, like you're talking about your dream list or whatever. Like, oh, I'd really like to see this mashup with this one. Yeah, bro, that ain't ever gonna happen. Those two companies don't like each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, it's like Paramount's never gonna get. Yeah, it's so annoying. All right, uh, the next uh, story: uh, Bayonetta three finally has a release date. Uh, So Bayonetta 3 was announced way back in December of 2017 and Platinum Games finally revealed that it's coming out October 28th. So this this is a big one. This is like when this got announced, I I was totally expecting this to slip into to next year. Mm -hmm. And now I'm looking at this holiday that a month or two ago, me and you were talking about how it's going to be dire is now like pretty October damn 15th stacked. and over 15th is kind of stacked it, it's getting crazy stacked and then if you just look at specifically nintendo yeah like so september 9th is splatoon 3 and then you have october 20th mario's and rabbits october 28th bayonetta 3 and then november 18th pokemon scarlet and violet so like nintendo yeah. this holiday again this is what nintendo does they just have shit done and ready and then at any point they can open the floodgates this is when like you this is you know currently i don't think it's that hard to get a switch but i could see it being hard in september october to get a switch very very possible uh (laughs) it it could be uh i would expect some kind of bayonetta edition switch right or are they kind of done with those at the moment um no but they did announce at least some joy cons or something yeah i could totally see like power a putting out uh something with bayonetta on it uh, I mean, they're going to re-release Bayonetta 1 and 2 on the Switch again. Like, they were already on the Switch, I believe. But or I think Bayonetta 2 came with Bayonetta 1 on one disc, but or one cartridge. Now Bayonetta 1 is on coming PlayStation out. PlayStation stuff, though. Yeah, yeah so now Bayonetta is going to come out on the Switch very soon. Uh, and then Bayonetta 2 is a hard-to-find Switch game, I believe. And now Bayonetta 3 coming out October 28th. So Bayonetta 1 and 2 are coming on the Switch together? No, separately. Separately. Okay. Um, which I, now I'm interested. I probably won't crack open Bayonetta 1 on the Switch, but I'll buy it and have it. Because uh, I have Bayonetta on a PS4 when they remastered that with Vanquish. Yeah, I remember, like, uh, Johnny's a boy loves Bayonetta. And I remember him being pretty happy with, like, because the PS3 version of Bayonetta had, like, frame issues, like, massive frame issues. It ran like shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And so the PS4 one was... A little better, from my hearing. Yeah. This is a franchise that, again, that I'm super interested in but never played. Um, and, you know, this is a benefit of, of, of waiting, I guess. Well, you'll be happy. Am I, ba- I going to play 1, 2, and 3 before 3 comes out? No. But, but Dave, since you're wholesome, uh, Bayonetta 3 is going to come with an angel mode that makes it less sexy. Uh, so you can play it, and it won't be as risque. Uh, but isn't the whole point of it supposed to be the woman kicking people's asses and flipping her hair at them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, now you can play this game in front of Owen and not have to worry too much about what's going to happen on screen. You're like, it's a Switch. I'll just take it in the basement. So like, <laughs> Angela, I'm going in a basement to play Bayonetta. <laughs> but yeah, so Bayonetta 3 is ready. It's coming out October 28th. 
this is probably why Platinum Games have been shit the last couple years, is because they've been focusing on Bayonetta 3, because we've established Platinum has a A team, a B team, and a C team. And the A team hopefully have just been dedicated to Bayonetta 3. Because yeah. when Platinum's bad, the B team and C time better not touch it. Yeah, so we, we there's a big difference between the A team and the B team. There, this there is like really major is. leagues to minor leagues. Like, it, it it gets really rough, especially like Bayonetta three needs to run at sixty frames per second. It looks like it is doing that on the Switch. Thank God, because that's like a big thing. Like I imagine this is what took the game so much longer to do. Yeah, is because it needs to. It has goals that it needs to hit and they're on you ancient think that hardware. The, do you think do you think the oled switch delayed it at all no no um okay i think it just comes down to frame rate they've already you can already tell they've made like sacrifices in the visuals but in terms yeah. of stability they, they they nailed that uh it, it's going to be one of those things where if it's slightly disappointing people are immediately going to blame like it shouldn't have been on a switch uh but nintendo's willing to pay for it and the game wouldn't exist if Nintendo didn't pay for it. So right. you kind of you get what you get. All right. So our next story, we get to hear Michael, I think, be disappointed and frustrated. Uh, surprisingly not. Um, yeah, so Skate 4 is going free to play. So EA revealed that Skate 4 will be simply titled Skate. And it will be a free to play title. Uh, Skate 4 recently had some footage leaked from playtests. And the company basically had to come out and confirm that footage was real and that footage is super early. They also had to say, please do not play the cracked version of the playtest that is currently downloadable on the internet because people cracked it as soon as they could. And they're like, it's too early. It's not representative of what the final game will be. For the love of God, please don't download this and continue to like share footage. Uh, so during all that, they just kind of casually dropped it. Like it's going to be a free to play title. Um, I'm kind of okay with it being free to play because I just don't know, like, what, I think this is the problem is why we don't get a new Tony Hawk game. It's easier to remaster the Tony Hawk games because then people mm-hmm. know what to get. They, they know what to expect and then they enjoy it. Skate being a free to play game, especially nowadays, like Skate, we're only talking about Skate now is because a bunch of YouTubers are playing Skate 3. Mm-hmm. and got it popular so basically the people that are most excited for skate is that younger youtube generation and that mm-hmm. that core demographic expects free to play ex- yeah exactly they expect the free to play they do not want to pay well, 60 70 for for a game yeah i think with these AAA studios and publishers like ea you're in a conundrum you're either is my game 70 dollars and it has long you know it, you know games as a service style stuff like 70 bucks and 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 gets you to continuously play or and and you know non-punishing microtransactions and if the answer is no then the alternative is okay how do we make it free to play yeah there's no there's no in between anymore there's no like hey can we could they get away with with releasing a 40 dollar version of skate no yeah the answer is we don't make skate right so it's either it's it's either free to play and you do all this stuff, and we have seasonal battle pass, skate pass, whatever you want to call it, microtransactions. I think I even saw something about like skate bag loot boxes or something like that, like rumored. Or it's seventy dollars with continuous content that you pay for over time. Yeah, and, like, and, th- th- those are your two choices yeah. now. And if you, neither one of those fit, the game doesn't exist. And 
Right. I'm at the point where when they announced it was free to play, I'm like, oh, that's kind of disappointing. But I'm like, well, I mean, it, skateboarding games and cosmetics kind of go hand in hand. So if they're just building around like cosmetics, cool. Mm-hmm. An open world skate. I mean, open yeah, skate, skate. I mean, skate. Like I, I, I'm not a huge skate person, but skate different skate decks, wheels, clothes, shoes, hats. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, and that's how the Tony Hawk games have that yeah. built into it. And then you add the idea of like, okay, just an open multiplayer world that people are just filing in and out of cool that sounds good and it's either that or the game doesn't exist so like mm-hmm. i had a feeling we were going the free-to-play route when they announced it because it's just like ea's not going to do anything for goodwill they tried that and that's when mm-hmm. they made mirror's edge 2 and people were like i really want that but i don't give a shit enough to buy it so mm-hmm. they're done with the goodwill games, you know, so they need to find a way to make money off this and free to play is the only way you're going to get skate in 2024, yeah, 2025. If your name's not respawn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you, which respawn is also, I didn't put this in here are hiring for a single player game set in the apex legends universe, which is set in the Titanfall, Titanfall universe. universe. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah. Respawn's the only ones that can get away with that. Like, EA made a new studio to make this game. Yeah. And EA doesn't do that. So there had to be some justification where they were like, all right, we make a free-to-play game. Where can we go? We can cash in on this YouTube money. It'll be easier yeah. for us to pitch this as in, like, oh, cool, some YouTube... We're, 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 we're not Dragon Age. We're not Madden. Then the board's like, okay, then you need to be free to play. Oh, yeah, and, and you want to, like, talk about, like, Bioware's on their last legs to where if Dragon Age yeah. doesn't hit... No, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. Dragon Age at least has brand recognition. Yeah, yeah, but, but Dragon Age... To, to charge $70. Dragon Age and Mass Effect are, like, on their last leg to where if the next ones yeah. don't hit, EA's done with those, too. EA's no longer yep. going to make RPGs. So it's... If you... If they can't sell Ultimate Team Packs, EA's not interested, like, in yep. your sports title. And if you want to see cool skate content... Play the free-to-play version of the game. Interact yeah. with the free-to-play version of the game. Level up in the free-to-play version of the game. Yeah. That's the only way it gets better, is to commit to it, join the community, and play the game. Yeah, and if there... And... It sounds sucks. Like, support financially the parts of the game you actually like. Mm-hmm. Like, and we're not saying, like, go all in financially, but if you're like, I kind of like buying outfits. Cool. Tell EA that you're only interested in buying cosmetics, and they might not fuck yeah. around with all the other aspects yeah. of the game. Uh it's kind of like how like oh you spend an extra seven dollars and your skate wheels roll faster yeah and and that's totally up (laughs) that is something ea could definitely pull so like don't support it in that way if you don't want to see it end up down that path but But some some limited edition skate deck that you really like and you think is cool and the artist did a great job and you really like that artist or that skater like buy it yeah and then ea (laughs) will be like oh people really like the cosmetics let's just like churn out as much cosmetic stuff as we can like, that's your only hope for it, is to, like, yeah. uh, the game plays well, but also, like, people support it financially. Because the game can play well, but if people aren't fucking buying anything, EA's just going to shut it's, this down. Yeah. Well, and, and circling back to the beginning of the conversation is, like, okay, it's either free to play or $70, or it's Knockout City. Yeah, which, which Knockout City... Knockout City has some sort of success, it's, but... But the most of the success came from Game Pass or EA Play. Yeah. And ps plus yeah but but it's also one of those things for knockout city but like again ea basically let knockout city buy its freedom and that studio is now happy supporting knockout city there's no buy your freedom for skate 
or 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 you turn into Fall Guys. Like and yeah. the, the, they're they're you, you talk about hey we're not the next Fortnite. Ironically enough, Epic has Fall Guys is like statistical numbers are absurd right now. Yes, yeah, yeah cuz they they just went full free to play. Uh yep. so it's it's one of those things where it's like this is it for skate. Like if this doesn't hit free to play or not. Like if you want a new skate game and you boycott this free to play game, that's not going to EA's just going to be like, "See, we told you we shouldn't have done this." And then they're not going to make a $70 skate. You just got to hope they don't shut skate three down and don't make it available to purchase uh yeah for sure which totally would be an ea move i could totally see them taking this off the ea <laughs> skate one two and three off ea play and this be like oh yeah no it's skate free to play but it also i think opens the opportunity of if if, if they mess up skate and people peel out of ea or peel like uh, developers peel off of ea or there's other ones that are around that are going hey like okay there's a market for this we just can't screw it up you have the potential for another skating game you know like if they can see some not from ea from somebody well we've already had two come out in the last two years and they just didn't hit sessions and skate xl mm-hmm. they do have like a like a small community that is very excited okay. uh but it, it you need brand recognition for a skateboard game you know which is why i think when microsoft does acquire activision blizzard we probably will see those tony hawk remasters like i i have a feeling like Phil Spencer seems like the type well, of dude that's going to just be like, you know what, goodwill the fuck out of this, just because you can get a remaster out relatively quick too. Right, and you automatically like they're already. You, you, whenever that acquisition goes through, you're already going to see a boost in Tony Hawk Pro Skater because it's going to go to Game Pass. No, exactly. So Phil Spencer is going to have marketing data to point to it yep. and be like, ah, it's doing well, and we didn't break up the team. They're and just we in- just found the co- we just found the code seventy seven percent done. So yeah. it's only got to invest another twenty two percent. Especially, <laughs> like- I, I imagine when the deal's done, they're going to do a tour basically where it's a. Uh, I forget. Is it like Sarah Bond, yeah, uh, Matthew Booty, and Phil Spencer? Those three, I think, are just going. Well, and like I think at this point in time, Pete Hines is in there too. Yeah, yeah. Pete, you know, when, like he's when in acquisitions that done, those yeah. three, four people are going to go to each studio and be like, "So what you're working on?" And most of the studios are going to mm-hmm. be like Call of Duty map packs, and then they're going to be like, "What else you got?" And then we'll start seeing announcements come from those yeah. visits. Like, like you said. Pull that notebook up on the bottom of your desk. I don't want to see the two notebooks on the top. I want to see the one in the bottom of the pile. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, or like Phil Spencer when he was just naming the most obscure Activision Blizzard things. Of like, mm-hmm. I want to see this franchise come back. And it's just like, what? Franchise? Uh, so, uh, I don't know how we got into that <laughs> tangent. But yeah. No, I know. It's just how it goes. Yeah. So. Uh, but that is it for uh, news. I might have missed some stuff. I might not have. Yeah, um, I don't think anything's been delayed. I see because we're getting things that are being announced that'll probably be delayed later, but they're actually being at least being announced. Yeah, yeah. Although we are getting close, like this bayonetta date is kind of like r- like really close to my ninety day window. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So, so they cut it kind of close, but like that's great. Uh, so what we're playing and watching. So for me, um, I have not been playing uh, enough stuff. I cannot find my Metroid Dread. Like I legitimately cannot find it, <laughs> so I'm gonna. We've been looking. We're getting ready to go on vacation, so we're having somebody come to the house to do some dog sitting. So we've been kind of, you know, trying to spruce up some things, and I'm hoping like I'll find it, and I still haven't found it. My wife's been doing 99% of the work, um, as we also been getting my daughter ready to uh, go back to school in August and and drive 
So we'll be adding a third car to the rotation. So that's kind of been between work and everything like that. That's kind of been my rotation the last you know week or two weeks. I know you guys are probably getting annoyed that I haven't been playing much of anything. I'm sorry. Um, I will. I am taking a console with me on vacation. Um, I haven't decided which one, um, but I really think this will be a great opportunity for me to probably just start getting into into Horizon Two. Um, and I still want to start Grounded, but I think I want to start Grounded with somebody. Mm. I don't know if I want to play it by myself. Um, but I do kind of want to get a basic understanding of that game before the official release date, which is in like September. Yeah. Um, so uh, watching, um, I did. Uh, we briefly touched on it with Josh uh, last week. Um, Angela and I did go see uh, Thor Love and Thunder. Um, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. My wife did not enjoy it. Um, and I think if you haven't seen it yet, I think that the my best piece of advice I can give you when you go to see it is lower your expectation of what you kind of expect to happen story-wise. And what I mean by that is that I kind of went in with the hope or expectation that this was going to propel the MCU-based story, and it doesn't. It's kind of just it's a, a movie neutral. by itself. Yeah I, I, that's, yeah, I haven't seen it, but like most... The worst I heard yeah. about it was like, eh. Like, no one was like super pissed about it, but yeah, I, it definitely put it lower on the list where it's like the first. Well, it's back to where I expected Thor movies to be. Like the first two Thor right. movies, I never saw within. Yeah. A month well, or however, two. I also feel like the pieces, like we've been talking about, like built, like the building, like Sony's been building the foundation for a great thing. This might be a movie you look back on in five years and and watch it again and be like, wow, this had a lot of foreshadowing in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it could be one of those things later on. Um, I, yeah, I don't think it's great. Like Advent saying it wasn't bad. It, 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 um, you know, but yeah, I, I, I guess that they've kind of set the standard of, okay, like, and I'm guilty of it as well. Like I go and see a movie. Okay. Like what character is going to be revealed? What enemy, how does this continue the Thanos story? Like who's coming in? Like, and like that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like that, that's the part of them kind of being their own worst enemy. And the expectation that, that they've set of like and and, and the buildup that they've done with their movies all kind of being connected, and then going to see one that isn't as connected. Yeah, I I, I can see that. Um, and then I also this week uh, randomly been decided to binge binge watch uh, whatever season four of Cobra Kai. Mm. <laughs> so, um, it was fine. It's more Cobra Kai. Uh, I have messed around in Destiny with the client a little bit, just getting some stuff done and, and you know, and helping some people get through some content um, that they have desires to get through. Um, nothing nothing crazy, nothing ridiculous. Um, that's kind of it. I was watching the Home Run Derby before we recorded today. That's the best all-star style festivity we have of the four major sports. Sadly, it's like that and a yeah. three-point contest are like the only yeah. consistently good ones, and then everything else. It is, is and and the baseball game is the best all-star style game because it's the most like the, the, like the game that you play. Yes, it, it, <laughs> and there's stakes still. Or is there still home field advantage uh, for not, the World not, Series not anymore? Really. No, they did announce like this year if it goes like extra innings, it's going to be decided home run derby style. Like in the tenth, like instead yeah. of the tenth inning, they're going to do a home run derby at night. But it's in terms of like you get to see like you know your your pitcher or your rival pitcher pitch an inning, or your hitters all face off against each other. Like that's you know it's good. There's still defense in there. There's still you know like they might not like try to gun you out at at home on a on a throw, but you're also probably not running your ass off trying to score from third either versus like the nba where there's like no defense played 
until like the fourth quarter with the way that they've done that stuff. And the Pro Bowl is a joke. You might as well just put flags on the guys to play. I mean, and, the Pro Bowl shouldn't exist at this right. point. And then but, hockey is probably a close second just because it's the closest to hockey. But again, that's a, just an absurd amount of goal scoring that's in that game. So. Mm-hmm. Because hockey, you get um, seriously fucked up. So, like, there's yeah. less incentive. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, yeah, I've just, I've I, I've been in a gaming funk. I do go on vacation in, like, three days. Um, like I said, if I can find my Metroid Prime game or Dread, um, I, I, I'll probably play that a, a good chunk. Um, and then uh, on the feed as well, I didn't get to play this. Uh, if you guys caught it last week or it's in between, it kind of came out the same day or the day before the podcast. Um, it's not really a huge substantial news story for us to talk about but like ubisoft gave me uh an opportunity to interview people for the division mobile game it looks really good like for a for a, a mobile game i've ne- that i've never really delved into that hard mobile genre at all this looks really really good i've messed around with call of duty mobile on a controller and on the touchscreen, and that's always worked really well um, but this open world New York City Division One style thing um, with different characters, classes, being able to co-op with your friends, it's they're saying all the right things. Uh, the interview I had, I was asking them questions about monetization and and stuff like that, and they're they they appear to be answering all the all the the questions uh, PR correctly. However, this is still Ubisoft, <laughs> um, so there is some concerns around that. But there's a really cool interview on the podcast feed as well as on the YouTube channel. The YouTube channel has gameplay over top of it. I think if you are a Division player, uh, I think you will actually be very surprised with how this game looks and how it's running on that video because I was surprised of it, as well as if you're um, just kind of into that genre at all a little bit or you stepped away from the division like this might be something that is going to hold my attention enough especially circling back to the skate conversation it's free to play (laughs) so um i don't know when it's coming out you can sign up uh in the link in the show description for that interview as well as on the youtube channel there's a sign up for the closed alpha or closed beta that they have soon so but again thank you to ubisoft for that opportunity please consider watching or listening to that piece of content and leaving me some feedback i am aware uh, almost every single person that I interview from, from Ubisoft is not is from um, a foreign country and has a very thick accent. I try my best to make them sound as well as we can. So. Uh, but that's it for playing and watching and covering for me. Yeah. Uh, well, for me, it's just been me playing Arcade Again. So Arcade Again is from Ilphonic. Came out with the PS Plus games. Uh, was it like two weeks ago? Uh, so I've been diving into this. Uh, it's a four player or up to four player multiplayer game, either PVE or PVP. Uh, I've been diving into it just because I really like the the game mechanics and the shooting feel like it's a third person shooter. Uh, but like, it's got a nice assortment of like weapons that are pretty creative. You're not just dealing with like normal sniper rifles and, uh, like assault rifles. You, you have some, you have those, but you also have weapons that do other things and are a little creative uh the pve stuff is i like the way it's set up it's basically you go into uh this arcade and it just drops you in there and it's broken down into stages and each stage has multiple levels that you go through and the levels are all connected so it just feels like one big long run i believe there might be a little bit of procedural generation happening between levels because it's not always the same setup every time Uh, So basically you go into an area, it could be as simple as like make it to the exit of this level or destroy a couple of these like glitches 
and a door open and then random boss encounters happen as well. So like that hook for the PVE is really doing something for me because the, the actual gameplay mechanics feel good and just leveling up your character and just doing those different aspects. Uh, there is like a story to it. I will say not a big fan of some of the writing. Uh, the writing definitely kind of has, I wouldn't say it's bad, but it's definitely doing the thing where they're trying to make their, their own slain while leaning on current slain and like young people talk, which makes me feel old as shit to say that. Uh, but it's definitely <laughs> one of those ones where I'm trying to decipher everything being said. And I'm just like, okay, I've heard of some of the things they're saying, but they're trying to add their own twisted flavor to it. And it's just not connecting that well for me. Uh, uh, Advent in the chat will definitely attest to some of that to where the intro is pretty rough when you're meeting new characters <laughs> talk about the dialogue it's horrendous yeah uh he really hates it um i just dislike it uh just because i don't know it was just like a it wasn't the best way to intro in the game because the game is very bright very colorful definitely going with like a cool like futuristic art look but then when you get to the dialogue it was just kind of like okay it's either there's a little too much happening and they're trying so hard to throw slain in there and create their own like thing to where it just comes across as like, they're just trying to make fetch happen over and over and over and over again to where like at a certain point, I just kind of hit X to just like breeze through it because I just wanted to get to the gameplay. Cause again, I think the gameplay is really fun. And like, for the most part I'm playing the PVE solo cause you can, you can totally play it solo, but you can play it with up to three people which works just fine. Uh, but the way it's built out, like they're tracking your objectives. Uh, you talk to different people, different crews, and then they give you different objectives. So different ways to basically play the runs that you were already doing. And then there's just a timer, just timing how long you're doing each and every, uh, uh like run, which is very addicting to get through there. I know he's probably in the chat just saying how much he hates it. No, it's, it's him and Dave from Philly going back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, so yeah, it's multiple people. So I'm not the only one that's like the dialogue is really bad. But I don't, I don't know if this is a Dave from Philly kind of game. He just might be listening to what you're saying. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I mean, it was a PlayStation Plus game, and like I was looking at my PlayStation okay. Plus or not, my PlayStation friend list, and it was like yeah. 48 people have played this game. So like people are playing it, and I just want to say like just. If you can get past the dialogue, there is a fun game to be had here. <laughs> and I have a feeling I know for it happened with Advent where he was just like, I played, I got through the dialogue. Okay. Yeah, it's a day from Philly game because yeah. it's a plus game. Yeah. Okay. And for Advent's uh, thing is like he played it and then he got past the dialogue and he's like, I can't do this. And he left. And I'm like, no, there's a really good game beyond that with like loot and leveling up and different game it's mechanics. Like I, really, I really want to date this person as long as they don't talk. <laughs> basically, basically. Uh, and, like, I'm enjoying it. Like, I think the music's good, and there's fun to be had, but you just kind of got to get past that initial dialogue to get there. I will say, there, uh, there is, like, uh, PvP stuff, but mostly the PvP stuff that I've been interacting with has just been, basically, they made, like, a mini version of, like, Fall Guys, where I might have to I might have to download this game just to see this dialogue here this dialogue and, and I hope you get past that dialogue to actually play it because then you <laughs> probably actually have some fun 
uh, with awesome. it. Uh, but the the PV. Just mute the game. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's a great box art line. Just mute the game. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly, like I've been playing and listening to podcasts, but like. But you do that for like half the games you play, anyways. Yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is, is like, uh, it. I don't listen to like electronic, like dubstepy type music. But the music's actually really fucking good in this game to where as soon as I get past the dialogue, I'm kind of just like, I can just vibe out to this music and play and kind of get okay. lost in a run. Uh, but again, uh, when it comes to like the PvP stuff, they have like fall guys like PvP stuff where it's just like last one on the platform, uh, like block breaking stuff. Uh, they have like a their own version of like Rocket League, like a, like a soccer game thing. And that stuff's actually really fun. And awesome. I, I've been kind of addicted to that aspect of the game more than going through like the PVE stuff uh, to where I'm playing like the the PVP stuff. And I'm just like, oh, shit, this is actually kind of fun. There's only like four or five game modes, I think, in the PVP right now. There might be more, but it like rotates because uh, the mm-hmm. PVP is like uh, eight rounds. You get a certain amount of points each round. Uh, so there might be more. I'm just not getting them like dished out to me. Uh, but I, I've been really into that. It's been uh, just one of those games to where, like, after work, I'm just like, I'm just going to play for an hour, and either that means I'm going to play that PvP, or I'm just going to just do a run of the PvE and see how far I can get. Uh, and then as soon as that run is over, I stop. Um, so there's definitely going to be one of those games. I don't know how many weekends it'll last me, uh, but at least two weekends I'm still playing it, so... Uh, this seems like a perfect like PS Plus game that I don't know where this game would be without PS Plus. Like I don't know if I would have necessarily picked it up right away, or I would have waited for it to go free to play. Because this game also looks like this would make a very good transition to free to play if it wants to do that. But I don't know. Like Dave from Philly and Advent in the chat, if this was free to play, I don't know if they would make it past the dialogue. <laughs> Is, is the problem. It's like str- Stray's coming out tomorrow. Stop lying to yourself. <laughs> I, I'm I'm probably still going to play play this game from time to time. I'm so, like, Stray is getting really good reviews, but, like, one of the trophies talks about dying nine times, and I, I can't watch that cat. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, this week we get Stray and As Dust Falls. I didn't realize As Dust Falls was coming out so soon. Uh, I, I can't get over that art style for that game. I know, but I still think I think I'm going to try it. Just, I'll probably I actually, I'll, I'll I download think, it. But... I think I'm going to try it, and I also think I want Angela to play it. I think Angela can That might play be it, uh, so. the game you connect to on your phone for your road trip, because it's about a road I know, trip. I was, thinking about, I was thinking about that, yeah. too, like playing it on my phone or, like, yeah. So. Alright, uh, just, just to further piss off Advent in the chat, and I know people love when we talk about uh, people in the chat for the regular podcast because they can't see yeah. the, the chat. Um, I watched the first episode of the Netflix Resident Evil show. Um, I think it's okay, but from my understanding is the first episode is the best it gets and then it goes on a fucking downward spiral. Uh, I immediately was like, oh, did they just make Riverdale Resident Evil? And it's... By the end of the first episode, I'm like, ah, shit, they made Riverdale Resident Evil, which sounds horrible enough for me to enjoy. Uh, but it sounds like it gets worse than that as that show goes on. So I watched the first episode. Me and Sarah will probably get through. I think it's only eight episodes, so we'll probably get through it. But if it gets worse, I don't know if we will finish it 
in a certain amount of time. I, I just I just really want your friend to tell us what he really thinks. Like Honestly, I, I really I think he's holding back. He did an episode with me of PS Nation, so maybe I bring okay. him on next week. Uh, and, and we'll just talk about Resident Evil if he's up to it. Uh, but yeah, I the first episode showed promise. There were some instances where I'm just like, I don't know if I like the direction some of these characters are going, but I want to see where it goes. But then everyone I've talked to say, holy shit, this thing falls off a cliff after episode three. <laughs> I think Advent says episode five for him. Uh, but it's, I, I'm willing to put myself through that uh, but with Stray coming out, me being into Arcade Ageddon, I I don't know if I, I'm going to be able to get through Resident Evil, the TV series. <laughs> so uh, yeah. that's it for, for playing and watching for me. All right. Uh, we'll hit some questions up really quick, and then we'll uh, get out of here. So uh, Robert Cartwright uh, over from overseas writes, I'm traveling to the U.S. next month, and he's taking the Switch. What would you say is a must-have for a 10-hour flight? Okay. I would say if you're flying solo, you couldn't go wrong with like an RPG. So like Octopath, Triangle Strategy, or if you like mystery games, the Danganronpa trilogy is on the Switch. So I would highly recommend like a 10 hour flight will get you through a good chunk of Danganronpa, especially the first one. They do get longer as they go in the trilogy. So like you might be able to do some decent damage and beat like one and a half Danganronpa games you know, there and back. If you are flying with someone else, I would say Overcooked on a plane. I played it, you know, like me and Sarah, like played Overcooked while on a plane. I mean, it's got the little kickstand for the Switch and you can play like multiplayer games with the person you're traveling with, like Mario Kart or something. That is really fun to do on a flight. Um, And I've done that where I think, I think it was also, it might've been, um, Oh, it was uh, when I went to uh, PAX or E3, whoever I was flying back mm-hmm. with, we just like set up the Switch and just played multiplayer games in like the 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 terminal. Uh, so like definitely like if you're flying solo, can't go wrong with a square RPG or a, a, a Danganronpa. Flying together with someone, overcooked Mario Kart, have some fun on the plane. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the two quick things that come to mind uh, is if like getting if you if you're interested in the franchise at all, the Mario Rabbids game, um, again like a tactical like kind of like turn based a little bit. Uh, I I really like that. Owen liked that. Um, and then I just looked it up to make sure um, nobody saves the world. Oh yeah, that came out on the yeah yeah that came out on the Switch. So I would definitely like if you haven't picked that up on PlayStation, Robert, or if you didn't play it on on your PC, I would definitely. Um, recommend recommend that those are like some of the like recent ones reason i say mario rabbits there's a new one coming out in october so if you decide you like it there's another one you can play right away um and then if you haven't played i mean the easiest go-to's if you like Met- metroid dread if i could find it i'm hearing really good things about it and then um breath of the wild which is longer than 10 hours <laughs> yeah yeah but you can get a good chunk i mean you're not going anywhere for yeah. 10 hours on a flight especially if you can't sleep on a flight there there and back is 20 and you could actually probably have a if you just played that i mean I, not that i would ever recommend playing for that many hours straight but um if you s- s- committed a significant amount of time to that you could be very in, involved in in the world and getting uh getting hooked by that and just fuck up your probably. vacation to when you're in a hotel you're like well i gotta beat breath of the wild before we go back and then just dive into that yeah so 
and then Randy Pinnock writes, uh, what is your favorite childhood summer memory? So this will be good because I'm sure this will involve Michael not eating bread or anything. So That doesn't even make sense. You're just trying to take a shot to take a shot. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It would probably be like not a specific memory, but it would probably be like the one or two summers, like either it was like towards the end of high school or like beginning of college where none of my friends, we didn't have jobs or anything like that. So it literally was like a summer where one of us, would just text the other, like a group of like four people of just like, which park are we going to? And then we would name a, ba- a park to play basketball. And then we would, how, how, wait, how old were you? High school, this? like okay. high school, maybe like, freshman year. I was college. like, our, our age gap is significant, but like, Oh, I'm just going to text my buddy. I'm like, wait a minute. I wasn't texting. My <laughs> yeah, friends. yeah. 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 Like, no. <laughs> I'm like, what am I like? Six, six or seven years younger than you. So, uh, yeah. but basically it would just be like, Anytime during like one or two summers where it'd be like 11 o'clock, get a text message. We're going to this park. Cool. Meet, meet up at that park. And then once we were done playing basketball at that park, we would just move on to another park and just walk like several miles to the other park. And then it would be like 11 o'clock at night. And then we'd finally be going home after playing basketball for like 12 fucking hours. So how... Uh, like what kind of shape are the courts in Chicago in? What kind of shape are the rims in? Is there lights? We would basically basic. We would start at the popular park that had like good lights and like proper rims. But if that got too packed, we would then go to like the park that we probably shouldn't be playing at. And we'd just play against like the game banners. that got two in their feelings when they lost. Uh, so we would play at those parks until it was like not safe to play at those parks anymore. And then head over to the nicer parks okay. again. Uh, like that was like the summer that we found out that Nether Realm, who have a studio in Chicago, they have a basketball yeah. court in their parking lot. And for the most part, they let us play in there, even though like we had to like kind of cool. hop a so. security fence. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure there was one year that. Yeah, like, but they were probably like back in the day, like, OK, like there's set, there's 12 kids playing basketball. They're not doing any harm. They're not breaking yeah, anything. It, they're not vandalizing. Anything, it was like four know? or five of us. And I'm pretty sure one time like security was going to kick us out. But like Ed Boone was there and was just like, eh, let them play sort of shit. Because I remember someone yeah. from the studio, like, as security's telling us to get the fuck out, someone from the studio being like, it's fine, whatever, they're not doing shit. Uh, yeah. So that would be, like, a good summer, because, like, if all the parks were too packed, we would be like, alright, let's go to the Midway, like, parking lot, because yeah. they had a, a court in the middle of their parking lot that no one really knew about. Yeah, uh, I mean, for me, so it's uh, somewhat similar, but a lot, a lot of my summers, uh, especially like elementary school and middle school, um, I uh, were spent swimming. Like uh, the city I grew up in had a pool. Um, I did comp- competitively swim um, through elementary school, middle school, and high school. Um, Do they and like so it would... put you guys in leagues based on height? Because I feel like it'd be a disadvantage <laughs> having like a swimmer who's six <laughs> four. No. Okay, that's bullshit. Um. <laughs> You don't have to swim as much, but, damn it. So, but I mean, it would kind of like my day would kind of start with like we would have like morning practice at like eight o'clock, nine o'clock, ten o'clock in the morning, and I would just get on my bike and ride the five blocks to the to the pool, and then I would you know like I'd I'd do the practice and I'd get out of the pool and I'd clean up and then go to like we had the rec center, the community center was right next door, so we'd go over there and you know hang out, do stuff, play football, play you know 
bumper pool, pool, board games, whatever, like just a, like in a, like a rec center style thing. And then usually, you know, like once the, once all the practices were over, it was a city pool that we, we were members of and we would just go like hang out in the pool and play in the pool. And then you just go home and then the next day just kind of repeat the same thing over and over again. You might have different things with the rec center. Um, but yeah, it was just like, you know, kind of putting, you know, putting the towel around my neck or around my neck and shoulders and riding my bike up and, and doing that and coming home and eating dinner and you know watching some tv but um that between that and, and scouts like growing up as a, i was in i was in boy scouts as a kid um and that was swimming and scouts were like my extracurricular activities um at least from the time i was six or seven until 15 16 when jonathan was born <laughs> so, so like that's you know i have I've, I've gone camping in canada like six or eight hours up north in canada before um it was some of the stuff with scouts and you know gotten to to do a bunch of cool stuff so uh yeah those are those are the big biggest memories for me so and the fact that my oldest son swam my daughter swam um i don't know if owen's gonna swim probably probably it's also kind of a safe sport in terms of injuries and stuff once you get over the you, learning the swim part as long as you can swim yeah. there's no like concussions or or like you don't really hear about like torn acls or you it, know like... it, it, worse that happens is you don't shower right after and get a little get a little <laughs> gnarly uh, that, that's about it yeah, you don't get too nice. You smell like chlorine. Yeah, so. it depends. Man. So some some of the maybe the pools in Chicago are disgusting, but like so okay. you, you'd you'd look at the the yeah my the pools that I swam in, Michael. I could see the floor. I feel like the ones at my high school, you can sometimes see the floor, but there'll be sometimes you're just looking at water I could and you're always see the floor. I could always see the no, floor. No, there would be sometimes where like there's swim class in my high school. You would look in the water and you're like, um, it was either you swim or you write a one page paper about swimming. If you didn't want to swim, yeah. sometimes you'd look in that water and you're just like, yeah, I'm going to write a paper today because you're just like, yeah. I'm just not doing it today. Uh, in the state of Michigan, you had to pass a swim class to graduate high school. I think that's it wasn't a rec- they they forced you to take swimming, but it was like only a quarter. No, even like even even me, though, like even if I wanted to like, quote unquote, like test out of swimming, which I 100 percent could have done. And when I was 16 years old, 15, 16 mm-hmm. years old, um, you still had to take like a, a semester of water yeah we were required to take a semester of uh swimming as well at least for some yeah. of the lanes that you went into like the yeah it, eventually like the, the the swim teacher at the end of the semester would be like okay like if you can jump in the water and swim to the other end and back you pass you know like you you know but like you have to get in the water and swim <laughs> like, yeah so. all right uh so that's our show uh spotlight again just just a quick reminder please check out the division resurgence uh mobile game interview stuff let me know what you think um <laughs> then uh next week i don't really i guess mike uh, depending on my internet i think i'm going to take a microphone with me but it's probably like a five percent chance that you'll hear I, me next week i would say don't even risk it it's either yeah. we won't have an episode next week it'll be a patreon episode yeah, <laughs> i'll be solo or i'll pull advent rip into recording so it's yeah, like th- there's so. four possibilities next week though yeah. taking a week off sounds kind of good to me too so we'll see yeah i think i think we're leaning towards the, the patreon episode yeah unless some big news <laughs> happens cons- then i will gladly yeah. get on here for like 20 minutes uh so yeah but that, that's where we're at. and if we do something if something big like, like that happens like even you might just voice connect me through discord because i know i can do discord on my phone yeah, and we yeah. Can have there a won't be a twitch stream so. next week that's for damn sure yeah. uh <laughs> but there, there there might be some content depending on what's going on yeah. 
So uh, just keep like uh, it's going to kind of plateau right into the socials anyways. Like follow us on Twitter at Digital Days Pod. We will update there as well as the Facebook group letting you guys know what's going on. Um, at the first MJC is Michael's Twitter and mine is at Good Dave Hunt. I will try to be a little bit more um, socially active when I'm on vacation a little bit. Show you guys where I'm at. Show you guys what we're, what we're doing, uh, how I'm torturing Owen in the water, stuff like that. Um, but I am looking forward to kind of just getting away and chilling out. Uh, just in general um but other than that that's kind of where we're at for this week and the end of the month so i hope everyone has a great week and we'll talk to you later keep moving forward don't be a dick see ya